A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Insects are becoming a trend. The Western diet has to kind of shift and change. And most importantly, it's natural, it's normal, and it's the way that we have to feed the future. Bruh. Feed the future. Feed the future. Feed the future. Bruh. Feed the future. Well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there, and welcome to this latest rendition of this humble little podcast that we call Connect Those Dots. I am your host, Joe, and we have a fun one for you today. How fun! Well, I guess it depends on what your definition of fun is, but for me, it's going to be pretty fun. I'm scared! Because this is a subject that I've been wanting to sort of take a deep dive into for a while. And of course, as you can already tell by the title of this episode, it is about eating the bugs. Eating bugs. And drinking the sewage. This is a container of human feces. Bruh. Now, it's not just a funny, silly thing that I say on this show for a shock value or for a laugh or a chuckle. It's true. It's their real goal to get you to stop eating meat and to replace it with bug protein. Feed the future. Yeah, I know it sounds kind of funny. It sounds kind of silly. And we have fun and we poke fun at it. But this is a real thing that they're really pushing you toward. Ever so slowly, ever so incrementally. I posted on my Instagram about uh, eating the bugs, and uh, then somebody commented and was like, Nobody's trying to make you eat bugs. This is a lie. You're full of S, yada, yada, yada. Nobody wants you to eat bugs. Hate to burst your bubble, but we got a customer satisfaction rate of over 80%. So kindly take your bitching and blow it out your ass. And okay, you you can think that all you want, but you, sir, who commented on my Instagram, you have motivated me to make this episode dedicated to eating the bugs. In the future. Now, when I say eating the bugs in the Klaus Schwab impression, I've looked far and wide to actually find a quote of Klaus himself saying you will eat the bugs, but I couldn't find it anywhere. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because 
I'm going to read you a series of headlines from the World Economic Forum that Klaus Schwab runs, and it's going to be all about eating the bugs and trying to convince you to eat the bugs and trying to sell you on the notion of eating the bugs and how it's going to be better for you, better for the population, better for climate change, if you could believe that one, better for uh, the, the humans as a whole, because they just love you so much, right? At the World Economic Forum, the people that say you'll owe nothing and like it, the people like Yuval Noah Harari that says you're a hackable animal. Humans are now hackable animals. And that says, why do we need so many humans? And then the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be what do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Yeah, th those, those lovable people over at the World Economic Forum. So I'm going to start out with reading a series of headlines. And you tell me, you tell me what you think their agenda is here. Here we go again. World Economic Forum from 2018. Good grub. Why we might be eating insects soon. Oh my gosh, so trendy. Uh, uh, uh. Next headline. Why we need to give insects the role they deserve in our food system. So trendy. So the role they deserve in our food system. It's like we have a we have a an incorrect food chain as humans. And we have to start incorporating insects into our diet to correct our food chain let me go on world economic forum we can be conditioned to eat weeds and bugs to save us from climate change there is no planet b there is no planet blah 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 now there's that and in this article, they have a whole chart here that shows how much greenhouse gases that the, the pigs and the cows and the chickens emit versus the insect. And they have like little cute little pictures of chickens and cows and pigs and a cute little picture of like a grasshopper and says, oh, the grasshopper it causes no greenhouse gases. It's just, it's just all BS, man. It's all BS. And we'll get into the climate aspect of this later, but I still want to continue to read you these headlines because it just goes on and on and on and on. Again, from the World Economic Forum. Five reasons we need to start nurturing and eating weeds. <laughs> There's the weeds. You will eat the weeds and you will like it. Right, please, sir. Scientists say switching to a plant-based diet could offset 16 years of carbon emissions. Ooh, yay. Oh my gosh, so trendy. Uh, uh, uh. What does that even mean, man? What does that even mean? It's all just this gobbledygook nonsense. Scientists say, experts say, fact checkers say. When they start off a, a, a quote-unquote fact with saying experts say, scientists say, fact checkers say, it disarms the natural, it disarms the average everyday person who doesn't look into anything and doesn't really care about the why of something. They're just like, oh, scientists said so. The experts said so. The fact checkers said so. They checked the facts. They are the fact checkers. So I got to listen to them. So that's the language that they use. We all know this already, but let's continue with the, head uh, the uh, headlines because they just don't stop. They keep on coming. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. 
A psychologist explains why we find some foods disgusting and why it matters. So that's the whole thing of, again, conditioning you. Like they said in the previous headline, conditioning you to enjoy eating bugs. They say that they can condition you. Now here's here's the latest one. This is one's from uh, 2022. Canada, Canada, get ready for this one. Canadian government invests 8.5 million into insect production facility to provide stable food production. So to you, sir, who commented on my Instagram saying that nobody wants you to eat bugs, they're getting you ready for it. They're getting you ready for it to spread it worldwide. And here's a headline from the Pope. Yeah, the Pope himself, Popey baby. Pope tells young people eating meat is a part of a self-destructive trend. Blah, 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 blah. So this Pope is a complete joke. He's a complete World Economic Forum puppet. And if you don't believe me, last year they had the transhumanism conference at the Vatican with Klaus Schwab and Noah Harari and all these people, all these friggin' Satanists that tell you you can become a god and we don't need, there's too many humans on the planet, we don't need them. They had the transhumanism conference at the Vatican. Hosted by Popey Baby himself. <laughs> you serious? So this Pope says all of the World Economic Forum, all of the Great Reset, all of the Build Back Better talking points. And now he's saying that you gotta eat the bugs and you gotta stop eating meat. It's a self-destructive trend, he says. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. We know exactly where you're coming from, Mr. Pope. Right, please, sir. Here we go again. Transitioning to green energy is key to both tackling climate change and creating sustainable economies. Here's why. So this is all tied into it. Eating the bugs, getting rid of meat, getting rid of fossil fuels, getting rid of coal and, and, and gasoline and oil and petroleum... It's all tied in together to this whole green energy climate change agenda that they push. So it, it, the, we talk about the constellation a lot. The climate change is quite a constellation. And the gas prices, the inflation, the getting you used to not having the amenities that you are used to, okay, that's all part of incrementally grazing you in to this green energy stuff. And they tell you that they want to give you a carbon passport. They want to give you a climate carbon tracker for all people to track your carbon footprint. We've played those clips before. Individual carbon footprint tracker. Many of these things will be built directly into our, our, our body. So when you realize that it's all connected and that they, that they have these plans for you, you can see how when they say they want you to eat the bugs, and when we joke about you will eat the bugs, it's not really a joke. It's legit. It's for real. And it's all tied into their green hoax. The Green New Steel, as, the, as we like to call it. They call it the Green New Deal. I call it the Green New Steel. Because they're, they're trying to steal everything from you. Steal your way of life. Steal the money in your wallet. Steal the steak off of your plate. That's deep, bro. That's deep. 
So now that I read you all of those headlines from the World Economic Forum, I'm going to show you the trendy side of it. How they get their celebrity Hollywood minions to introduce the idea to the normies to make it seem, oh, that's not so bad. Oh, they did it. Oh, I love them in that movie. Oh, they did it. I can do it too. doesn't seem so bad. So here's Nicole Kidman. This video has been going viral. It was actually from four years ago, but it's been going viral now. And I apologize in advance because it's very gross and the noises she makes are very disgusting. But here she goes. We're going to listen to her eat the bugs, eat the bugs, and we're going to break it down and we're going to talk about it, you know, in between each because she she does a lot of uh, keyword talking points in between each chew. I'm Nicole Kidman, and I am going to eat a four-course meal of bugs. Yeah, it's so fun. Trendy. I am here to reveal my hidden talent, eating micro-livestock. Cornworms. They're still alive. Mmm. Extraordinary. Mmm. Yeah, it's definitely extraordinary. She opens the lid off of this dish, and it's these neon blue moving worms that she picks up with a chopstick and drops into her face hole. Very moist, chewy. Can't quite describe the flavor, but need a little water. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure you can't describe the flavor because it tastes like a worm. Not many people understand that flavor of a worm. Let's try the second course, shall we? Just a little side note. Two billion people in the world eat bugs, and I'm one of them. Because here we go. Two billion people in the world eat bugs, and I'm one of them. Oh, isn't it great that two, pe two billion people in the world eat bugs? Don't you want to join them? No, I don't. And good for them. If they want to eat bugs, if they have recipes, if they have cuisine in their cultures that includes insects in their diet, good for them. I'm not condemning anybody for having insect-incorporated cuisine, all right? Uh, that's one thing I want to get clear, because a lot of normies will be like, don't you know that people eat bugs all across the world? Don't you know in a lot of countries there's actually bugs in the cuisine? Okay, awesome, cool. But the way Klaus Schwab, the way the World Economic Forum want you to eat the bugs is not through cultural cuisine. Understood? They want to force you out of what you normally eat and transition you, that word transition again, transition you into eating the bugs by force, by fake synthetic crises and fake agendas like the climate agenda to direct you and steer you and give you no choice but to eat the bugs. When you go to the supermarket, you won't see the meat and they'll be like, oh, we have an alternative protein source for you. Here's this bug bar. Understand? So it's not a detriment. It's not an indictment against other countries and other cultures that eat insects in their cuisine. This is something different. Nicole Kidman and other normies that always say, other countries eat bugs. Okay, good for them. If I want to eat a bug on my own discretion, I'll eat the bug. But nobody's going to force me to eat a bug. Understood? Let's go on. 
some meat worms. I'm telling you, I'd win Survivor. So she, she just says the quiet part out loud right there. What? Survivor is a reality show where people have to do things that they don't want to do in order to win the money. You'd win Survivor. Ha ha ha. We're going to all be playing Survivor once the Great Reset goes into full effect. Understood? You see that? You, you connected that dot right there? Every single little thing they say is a dot that can be connected. She'd win Survivor. Well, are we going to win Survivor? Are we going to survive the Great Reset? In order to do it, they want you to eat the bugs. That is a um, fruity taste. I'd recommend it. Here we have. Oh, oh. crickets. Oh, nothing. Oh. oh, awesome. Like nothing you've ever tasted. Like a hairy nut. <laughs> Don't. Oh my gosh. And not from the shell. Like nothing you've ever tasted. Yeah, I know. It, it is like nothing I've ever tasted. And I don't really plan on doing it anytime soon. I don't want to eat the bugs. Nicole Kidman, no matter how much you try to sell me on it. This video, by the way, was sponsored by the World Economic Forum. Just letting you know. So they have an obsession with making you eat the bugs. We've never heard Klaus actually say it on microphone. But the WEF itself is definitely very uh, gung-ho about their whole bug-eating agenda. And uh, let's see what she's going to have for dessert. And now for dessert, mm, the fried grasshopper. These are amazing. These are exquisite grasshoppers. I recommend them to anyone. Thank you for spending so much time with me and watching me eat bugs. Till next time. And then she says she recommends them. We know you recommend them, Nicole Kidman. We know. That's why you're doing this creepy-ass video with your disgusting chewing noises. Ugh. But it doesn't stop there. But wait! There's more! No, 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 no. They're gonna show you how trendy it is. They're gonna show you how liberal it is. They're gonna show you how cool it is with James Corden. Now, we remember James Corden, right? He's the same guy that did the song with Ariana Grande about the vaccines and how you should worship Anthony Fauci. And once you got that vaccine, hug your grandma. Once you got the vaccine, hug your family. Feeling so really. No lockdowns. Now he is going to show you how trendy it is to eat the bugs. These are uh, grasshopper kebabs, okay. teriyaki marinated, quite delicious. I heartily encourage that you try one. Okay. Anna, do you want to try it? You want to try one? I am trying to everyone. Try you try <laughs> Yes? No? Yes? <laughs> you don't have to. Hold it. You don't have to. <laughs> 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 
So obviously you can't see it, but what's going on on his show right now, he's got uh, the actor Anna Ferris with him, and he's got this, this chef guy, Mr. Chef, Mr. Expert, again, you know, in a chef's outfit with his little chef's hat on, showing you the grasshopper kebabs, and basically forcing his guest right now to eat the bugs, and she is not happy about it. If you look at her face right now, she's absolutely disgusted. She's grossed out. I don't think she bargained for for this one, I think they kind of uh, blindsided her with this. So here she is eating the bugs, and you know James Corden right there. He's a, he's a World Economic Forum puppet too, and they're they're gonna show you how trendy it is. They're gonna show you how liberal it is. They're gonna show you how nice it is, how good it is for the environment. You know, I wouldn't serve it if it wasn't good. Mm, it's so good. Mm. See, like, you know, we used to have shows like Fear Factor and and these type of things where it would be very disgusting and very shock value when, whenever they had to eat bugs or and things like that. But now, they show you how yummy it is. They show you how, mm, mm, it's so good. Mm. But meanwhile, we all know it's gross. You can hear the audience immediately repulsed and repelled by it. There's an intrinsic human reaction to be disgusted at the thought of chewing and ingesting and swallowing an insect. Now, I understand the World Economic Forum writes that article, we can be conditioned to enjoy eating bugs, and I'm sure we can be conditioned when there's nothing left to eat in the world... When there's no more cheeseburgers on your plate, when there's no more steaks, when you can't get a nice cheesesteak sandwich or an Italian sub or a bacon, egg, and cheese, and all you have, the only option you have is to eat bugs. Yeah, I guess that's a way to condition somebody, but this is also part of it. The James Cordons of the world. The Nicole Kidmans sitting there showing you how yummy it is to eat the bugs. Telling you, oh, all these cultures around the world, billions of people around the world eat bugs. So you should too. You understand? It's incrementalism. It's introducing the idea to you. So when the time comes for you to be forced to do it, you've already seen it before. You've already been told that it's not that bad and you will accept it. That's my motto. So, you know, also right here, if you have kids, you're always serving them ants on a log with raisins. Uh Come on, really. These are ants on a log with ants. So he's displaying a plate of, of, of celery with peanut butter on it and live ants crawling all over the celery. And he's going to tell you how yummy it is. So these are actual ants. These are black ants from China. And you know, in China, they say that ants are medicinal. Mm-mm-mm. These are black ants. And oh, in China, they revel about how medicinal they are. You understand? You get it? You get it? They introduce these things to you. They tell them that they're good for you. They tell you that it's, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good transition. It's the way to go. It's going to save the earth. It's good for you. It's yummy. It's all just easing you into acceptance. Easing you into the acquiescence. Just like the COVID. Just like the 15 days to stop the spread. You accepted the 15 days to stop the spread. Then it turned into months. 
Then it turned into a vaccine passport. Then it turned into a booster shot. Now it's turned into an annual shot. Understand? You understand the incrementalism? First, they show you how trendy it is to eat the bugs, and they tell you how good it is for the environment, and they tell you how good it is for you on a health level to eat the bugs. Then by the time you're forced to eat the bugs, you'll already have accepted it because you've seen it, and you've been convinced, and you've been sold on it. Okay? You got it? I get it. I got one more trendy clip for you from Australia, mate, and they're going to tell you how great it is to eat the bugs. Well, brave volunteers are putting their taste buds to the test at the University of Adelaide. Researchers are preparing common insects for consumption, insisting sustainable food sources are the future. See that? Sustainable food sources are the future. Sustainable. All the cows and the chickens and the pigs and all the, you know, normal meats that you're used to eating, they're not sustainable. They're bad for the environment. The cows fart methane into the atmosphere. They have a higher carbon footprint. They have greenhouse gas emissions. But the bugs, no, the bugs are good. The bugs are good. There's no greenhouse gases when you have the bugs. The sustainable, sustainable foods are the future. Crickets, ants and mealworms, usually the last things you want to see in a kitchen. Barfing words like creepy or crawly to describe the dishes they're plating up at the University of Adelaide. Crunchy and flaky. It's pretty delicious. People often assume that what they might taste like is kind of this insect, and that's often something that's a bit squishy and squelchy and not too appetizing. Oh, we have an idea that an insect might taste like an insect? Who would have thunk? Is one to change that frying, roasting, and dehydrating insects to be included in an everyday diet? They're also really high in protein and good fats. They can be raised using very little environmental resources. And that's a big win. Global food production accounts for more than a third of greenhouse gas emissions. Researchers say the way the insects are prepared is key. More than a third of the greenhouse gas emissions. I thought my car was emitting all the greenhouse gas emissions, lady. I thought the factories and the coal power plants were emitting all the greenhouse gases. I thought having air condition in my house was uh, emitting too much of the greenhouse gases. You see, like, they, they just manufacture these statistics to be like, oh, wow, one third of the entire greenhouse gas emissions are because of the food I eat. Do you see this? Do you see? It's just such a hoax. It's just so dumb. They think you're so dumb. Please prove them wrong. Please, please. Now, I'm told the roasted mealworm is one of the most palatable for beginners, so bon appetit. bit like roast chicken. Start small. You might like to try them in a powdered form where you can't. Oh, so yummy. Oh, oh, maybe we can have them in a powdered form. Isn't it good? Say it's good for the camera. Say it's good for the camera. Yes, nod, nod your head like you enjoy it. Yes. And it goes on and on and on and on. I could sit here all day playing you clips, playing you news reports of how trendy it is to eat the bugs, how good it is for the environment to eat the bugs, how you're going to destroy the world if you don't start eating the bugs. You're going to destroy the world if you don't have a carbon 
credit score tracker on your phone. You're going to destroy the world if you don't take this implantable microchip. You're going to destroy the world if you don't take this experimental injection to protect you from a a virus that has a 99.9% survival rate. You're going to destroy the world if you don't just die. How about you just die so you don't destroy the world, okay? Or we can make the world a hellscape for you where we track everything you do and we force you to eat insects so you can save the world. Or you could just die. You could just do us a favor and just die. You know, just just kill yourself and die and do do us all a favor. Do the do your duty to the world. Do your duty to this planet that you're destroying by being alive and just die. Down to zero. So I went off on a little bit of a rant right there, but you understand where they're coming from? You understand when they say you, you will eat the bugs, you will eat the weeds, you will own nothing and you will be happy? Now, Nicole Kidman and James Corden and Anna Faris and all these Hollywood minions of the Great Reset will sit there and they'll take the L, they'll take the sacrifice, they'll, they'll bend the knee and eat the bugs in front of you. But are, are they going to own nothing and be happy? Nicole Kidman? Are, are you going to own nothing? Can you make a video of you owning nothing and being happy, Nicole Kidman? I want to see you on the street, Nicole Kidman. I want to see you in a cardboard box, James Corden, owning nothing and being happy. Be the example. Lead by example. You too, Klaus. Klaus, Mr. Schwab, that tells us to eat the bugs, that tells us we will own nothing. I want to see you own nothing, Mr. Schwab. Now, uh, now that we know we're going to eat the bugs and eat the weeds, now we know about the uh, incredible culinary cuisine that they have in store for us, but what, what beverage can we look forward to? What delicious beverages can we look forward to? Well, I'll tell you who has the answer for you. It's none other than our good friend, the expert of all things on this planet ever, the ultimate overlord, that knows everything, and if you ever question him, you should just shut up, and and you're a misinformationist, of course. The illustrious, the anointed, the opulent, Bill Gates! Well, I brought a little exhibit here. Uh, this is a container of human feces. Uh... Yup, you heard him. So, you will eat the bugs... You will eat the weeds, you will own the nothing, and you will drink the sewage. Yes, yummy, yummy in your tummy. Mmm. With my friend right here, Mr. Bill Gates, he will show you how to drink the sewage. Yeah, here's a jar of human feces. With this little jar of human feces, we can give you drinking water, we can extract the liquid from the feces. And give you drinking water. Ooh. Yup, that's their plan to have you drink poop. Because of course, Bill Gates has a plan for that as well. He's the expert in vaccines. He's the expert in tech. He's the expert in farming. He's the expert in green energy. He's the expert in uh, viruses. He's the expert in computing. He's the expert in AI. He's the expert in philanthropy. That's why he's banned from several different countries, including Japan, India, and multiple African countries. But, you know, don't look at that. Just listen to him tell you to drink the poop. 
container of human feces. So here's a report from IGN News of all places, um, explaining Bill Gates's apparatus and goals to turn poop into drinking water. And he actually sits there and drinks his own poop water. Hi guys, Max Scoville here for IGN News. As part of his humanitarian work, Bill Gates has shown off a machine that turns human waste, yes, that means poop, into potable drinking water, and he's put his money where his mouth is. Well, I guess it's kind of the other way around. On his blog, Gates notes, the former Microsoft CEO describes watching piles of feces being processed through a machine, boiled and treated, the result being a glass of drinking water that he personally drank. The whole process is said to have taken about five minutes, which I'm willing to bet is longer than most people take to generate fecal matter in the first place. This new device is called the Omniprocessor, a Gates Foundation technology that is set to begin a pilot program soon in Dakar, Senegal. It uses a steam engine to fuel itself with clean water, pathogen-free ash, and extra electricity being its only byproduct. The processor also has a system of sensors that will allow its creators to help control it from afar during the pilot program. Gates said, Our goal is to make the processors cheap enough that entrepreneurs in low and middle income countries will want to invest in them and then start a profitable waste treatment business. The processor wouldn't keep human waste out of the drinking water, it would turn waste into a commodity with real value in the marketplace. It's the ultimate example of that old expression, one man's trash is another man's treasure. A lack of clean drinking water kills hundreds of thousands of people every year all over the world, so if this machine works, that's probably Nobel Prize worthy. And if it doesn't, well, you just watched a video about how Bill Gates drank doo-doo water. <laughs> Trendy. There you go. You heard it. Eat bugs, eat weeds, drink poop. All because of Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. You get it? You see it? You understand it? You see where they're going with it? They think you are poop. They think you are an insect. And you know the old, uh, you know the old saying, you are what you eat, right? So they want you to consume what they think you are. That's deep, bro. That's deep. Poop. An insect. A weed. Just like Margaret Sanger said. Human weeds. We gotta get rid of the human weeds. The founder of Planned Parenthood. And Bill Gates' daddy, who was heavily involved with Planned, Par Planned Parenthood. So we see how all the dots connect. Are we getting this? Are we seeing where all of this leads? And now you're saying, Joe, this isn't just going to happen overnight, though. We're not just going to all of a sudden, you know, just start eating insects and drinking poop water. No, obviously it's incremental. Obviously there needs to be a humongous collapse, destabilization, in order for all of the, the population at large to be desperate enough to run to the arms of Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab as the saviors. So they really need to create a big destabilization. And who knows what it can be. You know, uh, you know, Klaus loves to talk about the cyber attack a lot. You have also the big risks which we have alerted to in our risk report, like uh, a cyber attack. You know, Bill likes to talk about we're getting ready for pandemic two. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic, pandemic one. one. So it could be any one of these things, but we can see a bit into the future if we look toward the country of Sri Lanka. Now, they were destabilized due to the World Economic Forum, okay? Two years ago, the government of Sri Lanka did a deal with the World Economic Forum 
to cut off all of their farming and to minimize their greenhouse gas emissions, okay? Two years ago, with the World Economic Forum to be put on the ESG. And we've talked about the ESG scores a lot. We talked about how corporations need to adhere to the ESG so that they can get funding from these non-governmental organizations, right? We've talked about the ESG, how it's basically like your woke points, how environmentally friendly you are, how diverse you are, how much you represent for the LGBTQISP plus people. So the country of Sri Lanka and all of their exports were put on this ESG score, and now we look where it has gotten them. No gas, no power, no food, nothing but destabilization and riots in the streets. It's all about how Klaus says... We have to be prepared for a more angry world. We have to be prepared for a more destabilized world. Uh, because this crisis will be with us until we really have found a remedy. So um, we have to prepare for a more angry world. And uh, how to prepare? Uh, it means to take the necessary action to create the fairer world. This is the angrier world that Klaus is talking about. And they can't really enact their great reset until there is a mass destabilization, uprising, collapse. So that they come in as the saviors with their social credit score, their cashless society, their carbon tracker, their bug food supply, and their poop sewage water. And then just like Yuval Noah Harari says, we'll keep them busy and keep them stimulated with drugs and computer games. Keep them happy with drugs and computer games. So it, it's all going to take a humongous collapse for this to happen. And I have this really, really well-detailed report here from Tucker Carlson, and... He's going to go over what we're seeing in the Netherlands right now and how it relates to what happened already in Sri Lanka and how it relates to the entire world at large because this is a global plan, global plan, great reset, fourth industrial revolution. Here's Tucker Carlson. And it's not just happening, by the way, in the third world. It's happening even in rich countries. The Netherlands, for example, which is a very rich country, the second biggest food exporter in the world tried to do, for reasons that are not clear, but may have to do with Western guilt, the same thing that leaders in Sri Lanka tried to do. They just ordered farmers to cut virtually all of their nitrogen oxide emissions to, quote, save the environment. Now, doing that would shutter most farms in the Netherlands and destroy the country's food supply. Let's go over what he just said. The Netherlands is one of the biggest food exporters in the world. And the World Economic Forum went to them, went to their government. They have... Their operatives in the Netherlands government, in the Dutch government, they penetrate the cabinet, and then they go along with it. It's just funny how nobody says no to the World Economic Forum. Nobody says no to, to Don Klaus of the World Mafia. He just says, we want you to stop exporting your goods. We want you to stop doing what you are doing so that we can protect the world from the climate change because this is the Great Reset. And they all just sit there and nod their head. Yes, yes, we will do it. And they say it's because of climate change. But the Dutch farmers ain't having it. The Dutch farmers are on to the World Economic Forum. They got their number. Let's go on with this report. And once again, that led to riots. 
So everything that's happened in Sri Lanka, in Ghana, in the Netherlands is happening at the behest, not simply of ideologues, but of some of the largest financial institutions in the world. They want more of this. It's why Ghana has achieved a near-perfect ESG environmental impact score of 97.7. According to World Economic Research, Sri Lanka has an ESG score of 98.1. The Netherlands, 90.7. So the poorer you get, the more human suffering there is, the higher your ESG score. Yes, the more human suffering, the more we have the angrier world, the more we can implement the Great Reset. Understood? The less self-efficient you are, the less self-sustainability that you have, the more vulnerable you are, and the more you get into the clutches, the more you are trapped in the snare of the Great Reset plan. Sound familiar? Sound like anything we're going through here? In America? Sound like anything that happened in Canada? Sound like Australia? Sound like every single other country? They're going down in self-sustainability? So they're running into the arms of the World Economic Forum? All by design. And that's important because companies will not invest unless you have a high ESG score. Interesting. So these countries have no choice. And that's why South Africa, for example, worked so hard to get an ESG score that now totals 91. Now, that effort began in 2015 when South Africa switched to renewables. Now, how did that work? Well, like everything in South Africa, no one in America really wants to know. It's their favorite country. It's a huge success. What's life like in South Africa for people of all colors? <laughs> Stop. Well, The Guardian, of all places, reported at the time, and we're quoting, solar, biomass, and wind energy systems are popping up all over the country and feeding the clean energy into the strained electrical grid. So their grid's been falling apart since 1994, but no problem. The green energy geniuses are going to save South Africa. How'd that work? Now, if you don't know about solar and wind and biomass. Let me give you a little bit of context. Obviously, solar is powered by the sun. Obviously, wind is powered by the wind. Both of those are not good enough. They do not provide the same amount of energy that you can get from fossil fuels. Now, what's biomass? I'll tell you what biomass is. It's refurbished deforestation. So when they cut down thousands of trees and destroy entire forestations and destroy entire ecosystems they grind down the trees and the and and the and the vegetation and everything that they've destroyed in the forest and they turn it into little pellets that they call biomass and they burn that to fuel things now you tell me you tell me how much carbon emissions you tell me how much carbon footprint there is you tell me how much greenhouse gases are created through deforestation and just creating the biomass and then actually using the biomass as energy as an energy source as a clean energy source and you tell me how much carbon footprint there is when creating gigantic windmills that don't even power anything that aren't even strong enough to power anything it's all a joke it's all a joke they say we're in a transition from fossil fuels, but we have nothing to transition to. Joe Biden, all he could say was that we're going to stop drilling. We're going to stop oil manufacturers. They will have no means. They will have no ability to drill. There will be zero, zero carbon emissions. We're going to move to net zero. 
and then we're moving to net zero and we're feeling the repercussions from it slowly but surely it's only going to get worse we're only in the beginning stages of it then he sits there and blames vladimir putin in russia and then when that excuse starts wearing thin he blames the gas companies and then when people say uh dude you're the one that stopped them from actually getting their supply that's why the demand is going up that's why the demand has gone up so much because there's no more supply that's how it works and then he's like oh, oh, oh we're in a transition so he told you this from the jump that we're not going to have fossil fuels anymore we're having a transition and if you want to see where that leads look no further than the netherlands look no further than south africa look no further than sri lanka this is all part of it this is all part of the destabilization this is all part of the angry world well, seven years later, the Washington Post reports that South Africa regularly experiences, quote, rolling blackouts that last eight hours or more, crippling economic activity and disrupting life in this nation of 60 million people. And that's true. Ask anyone who lives there. It's falling apart. It doesn't work. So that's what we have to look forward to. Rolling blackouts, no energy, no drinking water. And we have to look forward to eating the bugs, eating the weeds, drinking the sewage. That's the great reset, baby, and you'll own nothing and you'll be happy because you'll be in a VR metaverse and on drugs and playing computer games. Keep them happy with drugs and computer games. That's the great reset. That is the plan that they have for you. That's Klaus's wet dream. That's Yuval Noah Harari's wet dream. No individual sovereignty. No upward mobility. No innovation. No individual strength. Nothing but cyborg slaves on a carbon credit system with a social credit score with a mark of the beast microchip inside of your body. And VR goggles plastered to your head. And you get an Amazon drone delivery of bug bars. I mean, the World Economic Forum already said, they're like, we want to own, we want to make the rules in the metaverse, Mark Zuckerberg. And Mark Zuckerberg is a pawn of the World Economic Forum, too. So when the metaverse things start rolling out, it's all incremental. It's all incremental. It's happening slowly but surely. So by the time all of these things are implemented, by the time everything's plugged in, you'll be so worn down, you'll be so whittled to nothing, that you will eat the bugs. You will drink the sewage. You will take their carbon credit score. You will take their mark of the beast. That's what they think. That's what they plan. And if you don't, then you're dead. Then you're a martyr. You're a martyr of freedom. You're a martyr of liberty. You're a martyr of Christ. That's what it says in the Bible. All of those that do not take the mark of the beast will be martyrs of Christ. Does it sound familiar? Are you connecting those dots? Whether you're a Christian or not. Whether you believe... In Christianity, whether you are a religious person or not, these globalists, these World Economic Forum types, these people that institute the Great Reset are following a satanic plan. You'll own nothing, you'll have nothing, you will not be able to buy or sell unless you take our mark. But what they gotta do is have mass destabilization first. What they got to do is get you so desperate, get you so down in the dumps that you'll have no choice. You'll have no other recourse but to be a willing slave of their system. Or 
die resisting them. I'm scared. I'm scared of the world out there. But you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be afraid. This is awesome. This is good. This is this is empowering that you know this. This is strength. This knowledge is power. The people perish for lack of knowledge, right? But what exactly is perishing? Because if you die, your start your heart stops beating, but you resisted and you stayed firm to your ideals. And you didn't bend the knee to these evil satanic demons. Are you really dead? Are, did you really die? If you parallel that to the person that just nods their head obediently, says yes, takes their carbon tracker, takes their microchip, takes their mark of the beast, eats the bugs, owns the nothing, blinks the sewage, becomes a hackable animal. What kind of, how is that being alive? How, how are you alive if you're if you're just a cyborg slave of Satan? That's not a life. That's not being alive. You're dead. You're already dead. Your soul is dead. That's the real death, is the death of the soul. So understand, don't fear your physical death. You gotta fear your death of the soul. That's the real death you have to fear. But if you have the knowledge if you understand the implications, if you're firm, if you're steadfast, if you don't waver, if you stand as a tower, if you fortify your heart and your soul, then you can never die. That's deep, bro, that's deep. So with that, dot connectors, I say God bless, peace out, never stop connecting those dots. Because if you do, and you will eat the bugs. Eat the future.